All right. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 669 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. We have a very special episode today because uh, joining me, as you can see, for those of you uh, watching on YouTube, is Constantine Kapitanakis, very loyal listener of Locked On New York Rangers and also uh, the runner-up in this past season's 20-team fantasy league. Uh, Constantine, you put a great team together. And man, we're a month away from the NHL starting. And are you ready for some Ranger hockey? I am. I can't believe how excited it's going to be. Um, we had a great season the past season, and uh, I'm looking for a cup win. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. I mean, when you get that close, you know, just two wins away from going to the Stanley Cup final, I mean, I, I don't see any reason to uh, have goals or expectations, anything short of winning the cup. I mean, they got so close and uh, just so much fun. And, um, you know, we'll get to some Ranger stuff in due time here, but I, I did want to give you a little bit of a chance to brag about your fantasy team from this past season. Obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you had the best record in the regular season and we met in the championship and uh, you end up being the runner up. But, um, you know, I, I got to ask you, when you were putting your team together last season, you know, you have the draft. Did you feel like you had a championship caliber team? I mean, did you think you had a really good team or, or were you kind of surprised by how well they did? Just kind of give me a feel for that if you can. See, this past season, I really didn't feel all that good coming out of the draft. Um, I ended up picking a lot of good guys off the waiver wire. Okay. And I think that's what got me kind of far. Um, I think as a matter of fact, the year prior, I thought my team was way better because I had Bauer when he was a stud. Um, and I just had like, you know, Andre Stashnikov and that kind of, I had like a really elite team then. Um, this past season though, I got lucky. Um, Pick it goes off the waiver wire, ended up coming short to you. But, uh, you know, I, I can't complain for a second. Hey, it was a battle, man. You know, I, I knew uh, when, when I got to the finals, I saw it was against you. And I thought, man, you know, this this guy's got a heck of a team. And uh, it's going to come down to the wire here. And I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure the championship round. Yeah, it was uh, four or five, it, I think. Yeah, four or five or something along those lines. Um, So definitely a battle all, all the way to the end there. But I do have to ask you about this. You know, I was looking uh, at the website over here. And I, I look back to see, you know, what players you had on your team because I, I didn't really remember a whole lot. But uh, I did notice uh, you have, let's see, Jake Gensel. You have Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. You have David Pasternak, a couple of Bruins and a Penguin. I mean, so I guess you're able to <laughs> kind of separate your uh, your rooting allegiances from, you know, your fantasy team. Are, are you able to do that? Uh, yeah, I, I do think so. I think for a little bit of the season, I had Jake Achuba and I was, you know, excited for that. But yeah, I just look at the numbers during the season. Um, I put away my allegiances. I saw that Jake Gensel was on fire. He was sniping the entire season. Um, Pasta honestly didn't impress me, but Bergeron was a stud. So um, yeah, you know, I just I put away my allegiances. I just keep track of the stats and go from there. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, I wanted to ask you. I mean, was there anybody that you got last year that you thought was kind of a steal? I mean, I don't want you to give away your strategy for this upcoming season or anything like that. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at your team here, and you know, Brent Burns in the tenth round. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's a pretty nice pick. You got uh, Joel Erickson Eck. It looks like in the ninth round. Oh yeah. Any, anybody that was kind of a steal for you that that you thought you know, really contributed? You just said his name. It was Erickson Eck. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie that uh, that Minnesota line was buzzing. I think he got moved up um to like the second line center position or something like that and uh yeah the the entire time he was just out assists so he was a steal brett burns too like he got a lot of points um i think i ended up you know sitting him for a lot of the times because i had other good defensemen 
Yeah. Um, he had no Adam Fox, but I mean, you know, he had a good 10 pound pick. He's not, nobody's Adam Fox, not even Kale McCarr. Um, no, I, and, I'm uh, with you there. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you too, man. I mean, we got another, we got the league coming back this year, 20 teams. Um, do you like picking at any certain point in a draft? You know, cause you know, there's a couple of different schools of thought, you know, if you pick first, you can get Connor McDavid as I was lucky enough to do this past year, but then you got to wait forever to pick again. I mean, do you mm-hmm. like picking at the beginning, the end, somewhere in the middle? Is, is there any uh, spot in the draft that you think is ideal for you? I think like around the fifth pick. Okay. Um, so long as you can pick in the top five, I think you're getting an elite player. But, uh, I mean, you said it with the first pick, you know, you end up getting the last pick in the second round. And by then, like, all the good players are gone. So, um, if you want, like, a truly elite top five player, you can still get that with the fifth pick. But at the same time, when the second round comes along, you can still kind of get, like, impactful players. Yeah, for sure, man. I think um, I kind of like being, you know, kind of either at the start or the end because then you get two picks in a row, you know, for a good chunk of right. the draft. So so that's always nice. And uh, like I said, I mean, I, I just lucked into the first pick last year and got McDavid, which basically carried my team. So that was nice. But yeah, uh, you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. But uh, listen, Constantine, man, I definitely want to talk to you about the Rangers, ask you a couple questions about them. And uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But first, we do have to let everybody know Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And uh, Constantine and I would both like to thank everyone for making Locked on New York Rangers your first listen every day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. And uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll switch the, the focus to the Rangers now. Um, for starters, uh, we got to talk about this playoff run that this team went on last year. I mean, just crazy being down 3-1 to Pittsburgh, coming back and winning, being down 2-0 to the Canes, being down 3-2 to the Canes, coming back and winning, and then uh, the battle with Tampa Bay. I mean, man, like like just kind of, you know, I mean, h- how did you feel about the whole thing? Was there kind of a moment that stood out for you? Uh, what was it like uh, watching all these games? Um, there was this one play where Capo Caco just kept possession along the end board in the offensive zone, and that, that that whole kids line had me screaming. Um, Philippi Little was he kept me crazy the entire time. Um, I think they looked better than our stars for most of the games. I think they were our best line most of the games. Um, you know that. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I, I totally agree, and I, I definitely uh, can appreciate that shout out for. I know the play you're talking about with Kako. I, I think that was game two against Pittsburgh. And it was getting late, and the Rangers had the one goal lead. Mm-hmm. And this is the one, right? This is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would not be- give up the puck. Yeah, man, he had it forever. He, he's behind the Pittsburgh net and going back and forth and, and just hanging on to possession. And you know, it, it's so easy to get caught up like in goals and assists and everything. But you see a play like that, and it's like, man, Kako, he's really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the kid line was, was kind of doing it for you this this past oh, season yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, and I'm excited because they're a future. They're going to keep doing it. Um, they'll probably be on separate lines, like all three of them for this upcoming season. 
Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Gallant did kind of hint toward the kid line coming back. So uh, we'll hope. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if they don't start together, we could see them at, you know, one time or another uh, for the upcoming season. They might have to get the band back together. And, um, you know, I was actually going to ask you eventually about Lafreniere and Cackle, but since we're talking about them right now, I uh, might as well ask you about them right now. I mean, would you like to see them on the same line or, you know, I'm kind of doing my line projections and, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe Lafreniere on the top line with mm-hmm. Mika and Kreider, Cackle with uh, Panarin and Trocek, but just any thoughts there about uh, what you might expect from those guys and who you'd like to uh, see them play with? So um, I think you mentioned a few times that uh, you like Capo Caco um, as like a grinder, kind of like defensive forward, right? And Panarin works really well with that kind of player. So I think he works well in the second line. I think Lafreniere would really shine with Mika and Kreider. So, um, so long as Mika and Panarin stay on different lines, I think I like Kako and Lafreniere on different lines. However, I I kind of want to see Panarin and Mika on the same line. Okay. And if that's the case, um, I want to see Kreider up with them as well. And then Kako and Lafreniere could be in the second line together. Maybe throw up Heedle from the kid line back, second line. Um, Trochek, whatever, third line. Mm-hmm. He can do that. Yeah, you know, it's tempting, and it's a topic that comes up on the podcast and among Ranger fans every now and then. Very tempting to put Panarin and Mika together, and you know, you could have Kreider with them. Maybe Kreider plays the right wing, and, I mean, that's just a ridiculous top line. And uh, to your point, then, you can keep the kid line together and maybe even make them the the de facto second line, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because th- that's the thing. When we didn't have, you know, like an elite second line, it made sense to kind of split the talent. You can have young kids playing with stars and like really developed players. But uh, now that we have the kid line shining through in the most important clutch situations, I think they're ready for second line positions. And that gives us the opportunity, like the door is wide open to super stack that top line and have Panera and Mika Kreider. You might be talking me into it, man. I, you know, the more we talk about this here, the more I'm almost thinking like, yeah, maybe that is the way to go. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's uh, an interesting idea and uh, something that Gallant can keep in his back pocket. Again, you know, if they need a spark, mm-hmm. we saw what that kid line could do last year in the playoffs. And uh, maybe that's something that they could go back to. Um, I, uh, I did want to ask you also about, um, you know, the, obviously there's some turnover every season. Some players kind of, you know, some certain guys de- depart and other guys come in. Uh, of all the guys that left in free agency, you know, uh, the most prominent being Strom and Cop and Vetrano, and now, of course, Tyler Mott as well. Um, is there anyone from that group that you really would have wanted to see the Rangers bring back for this upcoming season? Like, who stings the most there for you? Tyler Mott. Tyler Mott, um, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, Strom's up there too, because Strom, he made a, a difference, you know. He, uh, he was an important player. He was kind of given a lot of responsibilities that I don't think he should have been like it wasn't fair to him being on the top power play, um, you know, on the ice when they're open nets. Like he uh, he was kind of given responsibilities he, that got him in trouble. But I think Tyler Mott was the perfect kind of player for what we needed. Um, again, like I remember him, if we were shorthanded at one point. And uh, he just would not give up the puck. He skated 
into the offensive zone and then right back out again, just killing time. And uh, it was like one of the best shorthanded plays I've ever seen. So I'm uh, um, I'm gonna miss Tyler. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's even worse than two when you see that uh, you know he signs with the Senators for just one year and one point three five million. It's just like, damn man, like, like we couldn't find a way to just squeeze him in under the cap. You know what I mean? I I, right. I think that makes it sting a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's tough, but uh, you know all the best to Tyler Mott and. Who knows, you know, maybe if the Senators aren't in uh, in contention this year, maybe Drury goes back and trades for him again at the deadline. You, you never know for sure, right? Yeah, that'd be a dream come true. Yeah, how <laughs> about it? Um, all right, so, I mean, the the biggest pickup for the Rangers this offseason, I would say, certainly was uh, Vincent Trocek, who's uh, played on both the Panthers as well as the Canes. Obviously, the Rangers knocked out Trocek and the Canes in the second round this year, but um, how did you feel about the signing of Vincent Trocek? Uh, were you on board with it or was there anybody else he would have wanted uh instead of Trocheck? um i okay i do really like Trocheck. i think that even though we beat out the Kings in the playoffs i think he was one of the biggest pests and he was one of the toughest players to actually get through and um you know if if our current management is really trying to be hard to play against and really trying to value the big body the nitty-gritty kind of player then uh, Trocek is the perfect grab, I think. Especially if we see him in that third line of center position like I'm talking about. Um, now, uh, there was one player, oh, I, I forget who, but I was... Okay, yeah, sorry. Let, let, no, let's that's all right, them. man. It's, look, there were, there were a ton of free agents, so it's hard to remember everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there was another center I was thinking of who's a bit of a... A, a bit of a more expensive player. Um, so we would have had to trade probably Nils Lundqvist, who, looking back on it, would have been smart to trade him while his value was a bit higher. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy with Churchill. He would take my second choice. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Nils Lundqvist. I mean, what do you think about, like, the sixth defenseman spot? Because that's, that's kind of a hot-button topic among Ranger fans. And when you look at this roster, um, that's one of the – you know, the big battles going into training camp, I think it's looking like either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson, probably the most likely candidates, but mm-hmm. any thoughts there? Or would you want to add a veteran defenseman? There's been talk that the Rangers could do that as well, although it's kind of slim pickings at this point. So any thought for that battle there? Yeah, I don't want to bet. Um, yeah. I feel like we should be growing our young players. And uh, for me, it's Zach Jones. And the reason being, I think that what the Rangers have been doing on their defensive pairings has been putting an offensively talented defenseman with a bit of a more like stay-at-home defenseman. You can see that with Adam Fox and Marlon Green. You can see that with Truba and Miller. I know Truba is still offensive, but um, he still plays with a more like defensive mindset. So uh, with our third pairing, having Schneider and Jones still kind of stick to that. You know, you have your offensive quarterback style defenseman and you have your hard hitting stay at home defenseman. No, I'm with you, man. I think Zach Jones, I would think probably has the inside track to playing time, but uh, you never know for sure. I mean, there, there can always be a couple of surprises, you know, as far as uh, training camp battles and, and things like that. Uh, we've seen some surprises going into the season uh, in, in previous seasons, you know, K Andre Miller is a great example of that obviously carved out a role for himself and man, can't wait to see him this year. But uh uh, I also wanted to ask you about, um, you know, Alex Georgiev being traded to the Avalanche. Any thoughts on that? Because Georgiev was always one of those guys 
it was kind of a polarizing Ranger when he was here. But, uh, you know, getting two-thirds and a fifth, I believe, was the return from the Avalanche. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, the trade of Georgie there to Colorado? Well, Georgie killed it. Uh, I didn't think we'd get that much for Yergi. Um, I, I was really impressed with him. I think it was two seasons ago when um, Yergi was still playing. But this past season, I know he didn't play much. And he complained about that inconsistency. Um, but other than that one dominant game against California, I think it was, or uh, sorry, Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, other than like that one dominant game, um, he struggled. So I have no issue with shipping him out, especially if we can get an actual return for him. As far as I'm concerned, all we need is Sturkin. Yeah, no, valid point. I mean, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, it, it'd be nice to be able to hang on to Georgiev, but at this point, you know, his price tag is too high. And, uh, you know, for anybody that's a fan of Georgiev, I think you have to feel pretty good for him because now not only does he get to be a starting goalie, but he gets to do so for the defending Stanley Cup champion. So not, yeah. a, but, not a bad place for him to land. You're right. It's a killer spot for him. It's also a killer spot for us. Now we have room for uh, Halak who I think can do wonders in a backup position for New York. So I think it's a win-win for both teams. I agree. I think Halak has been a little bit underrated throughout his career. I mean, never really an elite goalie, but probably a little bit better than uh, than he tends to get credit for. Um, I also wanted to ask you about uh, Gerard Gallant, man. I mean, how, how do you feel? Because, you know, you go on Ranger Twitter, and, I mean, you know how it is, man. You know, there's there's fans that uh, <laughs> they'll get mad at him for anything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think he did a nice job this past year. I mean, What's your assessment of him, uh, you know, one year into his Ranger tenure here? I agree. Like, it's uh, it's no secret that in this past year, we've improved and far exceeded expectations. Like, if, if, think about it. At the beginning of the season, our goal was make the playoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting here saying I'm hoping for a Stanley Cup next season. Like, our expectations have shot up since Gerard Gutland, really. And on Twitter, man, the list right anything coach. Like David Quinn, who gave us Adam Fox, who gave us Buchnevich, who gave us Kayandre Miller, and who let those, you know, young stars shine. They you know, they wanted him out. Like the Fire Quinn gang was every night really loud and obnoxious. So, um, Villastray and head coach, I don't think it takes any away, anything away from Gerard Gallant. I think uh, Gallant did a great job this year. I think um, he'll do a great job next year as well. And yeah, no, again, I, yeah, yeah, sorry, good. yeah, no, I, I think he's been awesome. And it's just one of those things, you know, I think I talked about this when, when the hiring happened. Sometimes, man, whether it's hockey or really any sport, you know, sometimes you have just the right coach with the right team at the right time. And it just felt like, uh, the perfect hire for this team. And, you know, to your point, you know, watching what they did last year and, you know, how the kids are coming along. I mean, I don't know how people can be mad at him, really, you know? Well, look, he, I mean, he, he hasn't been perfect, right? Yeah. There have been a few times where, you know, there's a close game, an offensive draw, and he'll put on the fourth line. Um, yeah. He'll value veterans over our young kids, which I – I'm not a huge fan of. I'd like to see those young kids get playing time. I like to value our future over there right now. Um, so, you know, a few bones to pick with the men, but like, obviously he's the expert. He's the head coach. I'm a 20 year old kid. You just got into hockey a few years back. So like, you know, I can't sit here and judge him. 
No, I'm with you, man. I mean, yeah, there's always things you can nitpick, but uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. He did a great job in his first year. And uh, like you said, I mean, the expectations have skyrocketed. We go from being a borderline playoff team to now hopefully a Stanley Cup contending team. And uh, obviously he's had a lot to do with that. Um, I also wanted to ask you about this, man. You know, obviously uh, by the time this episode publishes, you know, Ranger rookie training camp will be, uh, you know, underway. And they've got those two scrimmages against the Flyers coming up uh, as of this recording. But are there any of the Ranger prospects that you're really interested in? And maybe even you're hoping that they could actually make the Ranger team for this upcoming season? Um, I I know Brendan Hoffman is not going to make the team. Um, I know that, you know, they're probably going to let him stay in the AHL for some development. Or sorry, not the AHL. He can't be there. Um, oh, the OHL, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so yeah, he'll stay in the OHL for some development, which, um, I'd like to see him on the team because I think he's too good for the OHL at this point. That's been, you know, pretty well documented. Um, but I just don't see where the room is. You know, I, I don't see where he can fit on the team. Uh, I think at this point, other than like that 60 spot and maybe one of our wingers in the fourth line, like our, uh, our lineup set in stone is full. There are really no more moves we can make. Like we we know what it's gonna be. I just really want to see off and play. I just have to wait a year. No, yeah. I mean, by all accounts, this guy is an absolute monster. I mean, you just look at the numbers that he's put up in the OHL, and uh, that's probably all the confirmation that you need. I mean, just stupid video game like numbers uh, from Brian Othman. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm with you. I think he'll probably end up back there this upcoming season. But again, never say never. I mean, you can always with, with the Rangers if you. If he plays well enough in training camp, the preseason, you know, he can force the issue. But I'm with you. I think the odds are, are probably against it. Um, and, uh, hey, man, if you got some time, I figure we can uh, we can wrap up here with uh, a little bit of a lightning round. I've done this with a couple of guests in the past. So I'll just uh, I'll ask you a couple of rapid-fire questions, man. You just tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. All okay. right, cool. Here we go. So, uh, all right, favorite all-time New York Ranger. Who you got? Mark Messier. Nice, nice. Uh, favorite current New York Ranger? Mika. Yeah, great choice, great choice. Um, favorite Ranger uh, Stanley Cup playoff moment of all time? Um, can I do Panarin's Game 7 OT snipe? Absolutely you can, man. That was, a, that was a hell of a moment, and I think it's uh, fresh in all of our heads. And, yeah, man, that what a relief, you know, what, when, when that series ended and – uh, yeah. that, that puck went into the net there. You know what? Not to deviate too far from the lightning round here, but, uh, you know, I, I did this episode where, you know, people send in stories and everything. Um, why don't you go ahead and share your story, man, w- with that goal? Where were you? Who were you with? And, and the whole nine yards. Yeah. So I was in my basement watching a game with my brother. Okay. And, um, you know, it, like you said, man, it was like the air just left the room. You know, it was a huge sigh of relief and, uh, the tension throughout the whole series was really high. You know, those last three games, it was do or die, and we did it. I, I like, I, I can't even tell you how we did it, but I, I was at a loss of words. I'm still at a loss of words. Like, I can't describe how relieving it was to see that puck in the back of the net. I, I watched the replays, and I still couldn't see where the puck went. I still couldn't see how the puck got in the net. <laughs> All I know is it ended yeah. up there, and it. It was masterful. Yeah, it is one of those shots where it kind of just disappeared for a second. And then you see the back of the net move and then everybody's right. standing up and it's just like, oh my God, we won. And 
uh, yeah, man, like as much as I would love to say that, you know, I screamed and ran around, the, I just like collapsed. I mean, was that kind of how it was for you? Just complete relief? Yeah, that's exactly it. I couldn't move for a second. You know, I, <laughs> I was excited to come here wrong, but like, if you looked at me, you couldn't tell, like, I just, I was drained. And yeah. uh, in that moment, just nothing but relief. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, back to the lightning round here. Do you have a least favorite NHL team? Um, the Flyers. Okay, fair enough. Good choice. Uh, favorite Ranger jersey that you've ever owned? I mean, do you collect jerseys? Do you have any? Is or is there one that you would want to get? So uh, right now, I do have um, a Lafreniere Liberty jersey. Okay, like one of the uh, the new um, like nineteen ninety four style jerseys. Nice. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them break out the Liberty jerseys a little bit more often, you know, this, this season and the coming seasons as well. But I mm-hmm. know uh, that's a great Jersey, man. A, a solid investment. I think Lafreniere is going to be here uh, for a long time. Uh, favorite hockey movie. Hockey movie. Mighty yeah. Ducks. Mighty Ducks. The first one or any of the others? I didn't know there was more than one. So yeah, probably the first one. Oh yeah, man. There, there's a whole <laughs> trilogy. You got to watch all three for sure. But okay. I, I would say the first one is the best. Okay, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite hockey video game? Um, NHL 22. I put hours into that one, and I'm probably going to get 23 as well. Awesome, so. man. It's worth playing because I, I have NHL 14 that I still break out every now and then, so I'm, I'm quite a ways behind. Uh, there is uh, – I don't think there's a game – and all the time I've been playing video games, so I spent more time into than NHL 22. <laughs> all right, I might, I might have to give it a shot then. Um, is there an NHL arena that you have not visited that you would most like to go to and, and see a game? The Bell Center. Okay. Um, I have family up in Montreal, and uh, for some reason have yet to see a hockey game there. So, you know, it's about time. Yeah, no, it looks like a party atmosphere for sure. And uh, which would you rather see in person? I always end on this one. Would you rather see a hat trick while attending a game or a line fight? I think a line fight. It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Both are exciting. I'll, you know, I'll see either one happily. Yeah, the the crazy thing for me is uh, the last two Ranger games I've been to, and grand one was a preseason game, but uh, I saw a preseason game where Hedl got a hat trick. And I saw Mika get a hat trick against the Sabres. So at this point, man, I'm, I'm all for a line fight because I've, I've seen the hat trick twice. So. Okay, well, next time you go to the game, hit me up so, you know, I can see a hat trick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know and, and we'll get a hat trick and maybe we'll get a line fight in the same night. You never know. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So uh, one more thing, man, I'll, I'll, I'll let you end on this. Is there any prediction you'd like to throw out this season uh, for the Rangers as far as uh, – What's going to happen? Who's going to lead the team in goals? Anything you want to throw out there? Uh, who might win an award? Anything like that? Um, I think Igor is going to end up with a goal this season. Very nice. I It's going to happen sooner or later, you know, before it's, it's all said it. and done for him. Yeah, I mean, he came so close this season. It's uh, It's bound to happen. It's funny. Um, I was on YouTube the other day and like some, some highlights from game six against the penguins popped up and I'm just like, I'm just going to watch this again. Cause why not? <laughs> and uh, man, he, he made such a great pass up the center of the ice to spring Mika and then mm-hmm. Kreider ended up scoring on a rebound. But I mean, he just handles the puck about as well as any goalie I've ever seen. He handled the puck better than most defensemen I've ever seen. Yeah, fair like point. It's, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. The man's crazy. 
he's he's unbelievable, man. So uh, yeah, man, listen, this was a ton of fun, and uh, maybe we'll get to do this again sometime down down the road at some point here. But uh, Constantine, again, congratulations on the big fantasy season this past year, and thanks for playing again this year, and thanks for joining us here tonight. No, absolutely. Um, you'll see me next year when I win again. So uh, <laughs> you know, we'll put you along. All right. Fair enough. Uh, a little smack talk never hurt anybody. So uh, <laughs> Ranger fans, thank you guys as always for, for tuning in here and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.